irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Power of Love Radio Show only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Love Radio Show, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. We believe that through the power of love, that nothing is impossible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, and I am here with middle brother Terrell. What's up, everyone? And Taj Jackson. Eldest brother. Yeah, you better say eldest brother. <laughs> What's up? You actually stopped yeah, and looked at me to see. Too. <laughs> you're not on? My mic. Is it on? Yeah, you're on. Okay. You just got to get close. Come Don't on. You're a singer. Bro. You should know this. Get you close to the we mic. get on the show who? one day is Papa T. I know. We got to get, there's an empty seat here. We just, I was thinking He'd be great. he's got to be here. Um, Pops, come on. Well, we, I don't. Does he, he knows about the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we we're gonna get Papa T within a month yeah, or so. We gotta get Papa T. Um, anyway, we are live here on the Power of Love Radio Show. So if you're listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. And uh, later on the show, we're gonna do something um, that we haven't done before, and we're gonna open up. Well, we've always taken questions and comments via Twitter. But this time, we're actually going to open up the phone line the for the for the very first time. Uh, we've went back and forth on whether we should open up the phones because something that's very important, people, we don't want phone calls about what our favorite color is or, or what, <laughs> what do we have for breakfast. We want phone calls about the topic we're discussing. Okay, so as long as you're on topic, we're good. But if you... <laughs> If you happen to take the phone conversation or the conversation somewhere else, you may get hung up on. TJ's going to be ruthless. With I, the, I am. With the button. I am. It's, it's, it's very important because our time is limited and there's many people listening. So we want to be make the show as great as possible. But if you do want to respond or, or interact with us via social media, the best way to do it is through Twitter. Um, Todd is handling the Twitter boards right now checking to see if there's anything uh worthy of commenting yes and taj do you want to say the twitter handle sure it's at ddj foundation so the letters ddj foundation Mm -hmm. and we are not licensed therapists we are just ordinary people who have experienced loss in our lives have been impacted by it and have learned from it and we like to share our opinions and attempt to help you overcome what you are going through Saying that, though, if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and find it. Don't just rely on us. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, don't don't say, you know, this is what Taj told me to do. Um, but you got a comment, Taj? No. Okay. Um, so anyway, this morning, we didn't, we didn't plan too much on what we were going to talk about. But we all did some research and we all have ideas. So today's show is going to be pretty open. Um the first thing, though, that I had thought about um, that I wanted to talk about, because I was I don't go on the I don't watch the news, really, but I do go on my my home browser is is Yahoo. And um, so I, there was just something that came across my mind that 
um, that I thought was kind of uniform in all the stories, at least something that's necessary for, for these families who are dealing with some type of loss to overcome. So we're going to get into that a little bit later, or that's the main topic. But first, uh, we'll go into what Taj, our sponsors from our, our awesome Costume for a Cause uh, party that was for the D.D. Jackson Foundation. Go ahead, Yeah, Josh. so these, these are the sponsors for this show. Um, Pepsi. Nice. Pepsi. L.A. Splash Cosmetics. Mama's Boy. And Taco's Way. So we'd like to thank you guys. Yes, thank again. you guys so much for, for all your support. And was it four companies, Taj? For this one. For this four companies yeah. really uh, stood out and, and really supported um, our cause and our foundation. And it's a special thanks to you. Yeah, for this episode. For this episode. They're sponsoring this episode. They're sponsoring this episode. Perfect. There's more last episode. Okay, so anyway, like I said just a minute. Cheryl, was there anything? No, okay. no, I'm good. Okay, so like I said uh, just a minute ago, is there's a, a certain term. <sighs> Let me start to say it this way. I woke up this morning actually pretty early. I went on a run, came back, was was going through emails, and saw the main news story was regarding Philando Castile. I'm sorry if I messed the name up. Um, but the officer who had uh, – Philando Castile was the the – the um, cafeteria supervisor who was sadly and tragically shot um, in the car when his girlfriend was uh, Facebook living it, streaming it. And it, it's, a, it's a very tough video to watch and it's very saddening. And this is one of those kind of inside peaks to all these shootings that, that, um, that have, you know, we, the world knows about. And he is completely innocent. He's completely complying, at least from the video, it seems. Yet he's not here with us. Just a couple hours ago, um, the the officer who shot him was charged with a second degree murder. And I, the reason why I want what what I want to talk about this because I was watching videos regarding this, and I saw that the family of of Philando Castile was so um, so obviously understandably outraged and frustrated and saddened. And just going back from our personal experience with when we lost mom, you, you kind of feel there's like this, this sense of justice has to be served. But in my opinion, the truth of the matter is there is no justice because if you lose someone that's your child, your mother, nothing's going to bring them back. And no sentence, uh, no whatever is really going to heal that wound except one thing, kind of. Um, and I say kind of because it's something that I'm not even good at myself and I try to get I'm trying to get better better at it but it's something that I think all of us can can become better at and it's something that's very important so I'm not going to say the word but I am going to give one quote on it and I'm going to leave out the word and say blank and you guys could try to guess what the word is this is from from Gandhi a quote the weak can never blank Blank is the tribute of the strong. Anybody? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Hey, do, do we have any comments on Twitter regarding what this word is? Um, okay, not yet. I'm watching. Okay, here's another I feel one. I like I already know, so. Okay. Yeah, I know too, so. Let's, let's give maybe a listener a chat. Okay, here's another quote from Louis B. Smed. Smedes or Smeds, I'm sorry. To blank is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Hmm, I like that one. Yeah. That one, I think, makes it a lot more obvious. 
Well, then I'm going to give you one more quote using the Oh, we got it, uh, someone. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is it a proper guess? Is yeah. It you want to go ahead and get, get, get it there? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Sequoia? Who's the guest, Todd? Sequoia? Sequoia. What's Sequoia. Sequoia's guess? Forgive. Forgive. She, she guessed right. So, Sequoia, you win a surprise, or win a prize. Wow, we have prizes? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no prize. But, Sequoia, you get a shout out for being very uh, on it and not only knowing the answer, but being so quick with it. So, thank you, Sequoia, for your, for your contributions. But no surprise, not, or no prize, not yet. Yeah. But I wanted to say one more quote, and that's from Maya Angelou. And since we know the word, thanks to Sequoia, I'm going to just say the quote full out. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself to forgive. Forgive everybody. And I think that when I saw the, like I, like I said, when I saw the Philando Castile, um, you know, the fact that it's, was it going to trial or is he charged? Charged, do you, do you know? The Philando Castile? You don't know. You mean the manslaughter? Uh, okay, the I think he's just charged. He's just charged. Yeah. So even if he's sentenced, I think I, it's kind of like one of those things where I want to caution people is that you're still going to have a hole. You know, just mm-hmm. it's not going to, even if he's charged and, and is found guilty, um, there's still a hole. And, and in my opinion, the healing has to come from within. And the power that you can give yourself is simply to forgive. Now, I say simply to forgive because it's an easy concept but it's a hard thing to do so it's like i said it's something that i'm not even that great at i wish i was better i think grandma's amazing at it um i think there's a lot of members in our family that are really good at it um you know and and there's that famous quote you forgive but never forget and i i'm i'm trying to get that you know um Terry, you got anything no i was, I was just thinking it's hard to forgive and it's definitely hard to forget some mm-hmm. people never forget you know yeah. um it's um i think it, it i think it just goes and grandma is a great example i think it just goes it's love you know and and the the challenge is, is how do you how do you find love for somebody that has done or has altered your world so so dramatically yeah you know um like you do have to find a way to forgive to move on um but it's not easy you know and i, I and i speak for myself as well yeah. it's just some things you just it's hard to forgive i think i think for me um i i've been accused of being too forgiving um but i also i feel that um, it's a weight on your shoulders and yeah. it weighs you down. It's like a poison and, you know, you hold on to that and it is, you're giving someone else power. And for me, it's not that I forget. It's just that it, holding on to that is such a burden. And so it's easier to actually forgive and um, than it is to hold on to that. And, and It's hard though, Taj, but you know, you know what it is? It's, and, and I'm a big quote kind of guy. And then I think of the the quote shame. I don't want to mess it up because I don't want to be like the the George Bush and, and the J Cole song. But shame on wait, what it's don't it. look at me. You just said you're a big quote guy. What's the quote? <laughs> fool um, me once, shame. shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Please say that was right. I think that's right. Okay, so basically, it's like when 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 there's a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing when you said the George Bush because when when uh, when. Uh, 
you know, so so forgiving kind to forgive you kind of have to I don't want to say forget, but you have to kind of go back a step because and then for me, I don't want to open myself up to being shamed on and, and saying, why didn't I learn from that? You know what I mean? So it's a very fine line. Let, let me ask you a question. Let's say let's say somebody does something and you have to forgive them. Is it does it matter if they are sympathetic, if they are apologizing? Does that does that matter? Does that come into play with the forgiveness? Is it does it make it easier? Do, is it important? Is it I, whether they whether they apologize or not, do you still have to forgive? I think it definitely makes it easier. Um but but it, you you have to find a way even if they're not remorseful, even if you got to find a way to forgive. Because I think Taj said it right and what I've learned from doing the small research is that if the minute you forgive, you're actually releasing weight off yeah. of yourself. That, right. That was, a, was that was for for the person that mur- murdered my mom, that um, Donald. Mm-hmm. That was like the biggest thing for me to do was to forgive him. The problem was is that he keeps lying to us, so it it makes it every time we go over there and hear his story, it's like I'm rooting for him to to yeah. just be honest and to to own it and. It makes it harder for me to forgive, but I'm forgiving him. But then at the same time, he keeps denying it, and yeah. then that's and that makes it hard to because. But and I, I think I went through the same thing, Taj. Mm-hmm. But f- at one point for me, I just felt bad for the guy. You know, it's pride. it's, yeah. it's like a tragic thing for him. It's like he he can't even own it, and it's and, a weakness. So it's a weakness yeah. on him where yeah. it actually kind of. I agree with you. I went into some of those parole hearings trying to forgive and being very ready to forgive and 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 but when he starts talking and starts doing the nonsense, it's really hard to yeah. forgive. You know, and I I'm just at every time we go, obviously we get older and I'm just each time I feel like it's it's getting easier to forgive because I'm seeing that he's not capable of it. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, an image for lack of a better term, it's an immature you know, characteristic of him. Yeah. And it's what, every three years? Yeah, but it's we going to this parole. Hearing? It's sooner now. It's yeah. like every two now because of his age, yeah. you know, and in California, all our, our prisons are, are overpopulated. So they're trying to release people out earlier, but he has not been released yet. And, you know, and it's tough because it's mm-hmm. just tough, you know? I think it's a, it's a personal thing. You just have to find peace within yourself. Yeah, um, and you can't really depend or rely on what other people how they're going to react if they say sorry if they don't say sorry. I think um, it's still heavy on you until you deal with it yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those. So, so today we're opening up the phones. Our phone number is three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Again, it's three two three two zero three zero eight one five, and we are looking forward to taking phone calls regarding forgiveness. Um, whether you had to forgive, whether you struggle with forgiveness, anything regarding forgive, which is the theme for today's show, please give us a call. Another thing I found online regarding forgiveness was this letter. 
and I showed it to you guys earlier, and you guys both looked at me like I was crazy because it's long. <laughs> but it's none really of us wanted to read it out loud. <laughs> yeah, but it's really good. So I'm gonna try it, and I I, had, I actually skimmed through it. So, but it's pretty good. So this is a, this is called Renee's story, and I found it. Um, it's an excerpt from Forgiveness by Matthew West. I don't know Matthew West. I know nothing about either of these people except this this little excerpt. On May 11, 2002, a 24-year-old drunk driver named Eric killed one of my twins, Megan, and her friend, Lisa, both girls 20 years old. This event was devastating for all three families involved and the countless friends who mourned the loss of these precious girls. Words cannot fully describe the pain and loss I felt. In the weeks and months that followed, I spiraled into a dark hole that I could not seem to get out of. Eric was the one behind bars but I felt like the one being held prisoner. I could not imagine life without Megan. I wanted to go back and fix it, but I couldn't do that. I'd always had a childlike faith, but suddenly my faith had been shaken like never before. Everything I'd always believed in had been thrown up in the air, and I didn't know what to believe anymore. But I needed to know that there was a heaven. I wanted to believe my daughter was there and I would see her again. The grief was so heavy, I felt like it was going to suffocate me. I had no joy. I would listen to praise and worship music in my car, but I couldn't sing. I had so much anger inside of me, so much rage, but God wrapped his arms around me in that darkness. He let me know that he was with me. I began to turn in the direction of forgiveness at Eric's sentencing. 17 months after the accident, throughout the entire trial, Eric had shown little remorse for what he had done. This only served to fuel my anger. But I walked into his final sentencing already knowing in my heart I needed to forgive him. Then, as my entire family sat in the courtroom waiting to hear the judge's verdict, Eric stood to share some last words. He began to weep as he said how sorry he was for what he had done. Then he turned to face my family and me. He stood there in handcuffs in a prison jumpsuit, tears streaming down his face, looking at me, and he said, I would give my own life if I could bring back these girls, but it won't, and I'm sorry. That was a moment when healing began in my life. Suddenly, instead of anger, I began to feel compassion for this young man who had made a tragic mistake. For a long time, I thought that by forgiving Eric, I would be betraying my daughter or in a way leaving her behind. I thought forgiving Eric was almost like saying what he didn't what he did doesn't matter, but God showed me that forgiving Eric was the best way to honor Megan and to, sh- to assure that her loving le- legacy will live on. So I just thought that was a very... I like that, yeah. Very strong thing because I can, I can obviously relate to it. I know you guys can too because it's like you lose a family member, in our case our mom, in, in this woman's case her, her daughter. You lose a family member so quickly and so ruthlessly and you're you're all of a sudden thrown with all these emotions and it's it's like we've always said it's something that doesn't go away that you have to learn to live with and what i've learned didn't it wasn't quick but what i've learned over time is that if you can find a way to forgive and and to love in a to love is a strong word but to hard. to have somewhat of compassion for that person who probably brought you all this pain and misery, mm-hmm. it kind of frees you. See, he and and that guy, he was sorry for his actions. But at first, he wasn't. 
he didn't show any. He didn't show any. Yeah, he didn't show any. We don't know how he felt, but yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that he apologized. He, you know, with his, what was it that he said? If I could bring back the girls, I'd, I'd give my own. Yeah, life. yeah. Um, that's what I was asking before. Is it easier to hear to forgive when you hear something something like that? I'm sure it is. But regardless of how they how they feel, whether they do feel, you know sorry for their actions or whether they don't and don't care yeah you still have to figure out a way how to forgive yeah and it's not easy you know it's very hard uh, and, and i i left out the last paragraph because i knew we could always read it and i'm going to read it um and basically it ends with saying today my story is a story of healing and forgiveness my family and lisa's family chose to forgive eric we even appealed to have his 22-year prison sentence reduced the judge granted our request, and today Eric is a free man. But he's not the only one who is free. I've been set free from the burden I carried for so long, the burden of bitterness. Hmm. So hmm. I, I just thought this was a, a pretty strong, um, like I said, a story about when you forgive. And, I, and what I liked about this, too, or I shouldn't say like, but what I thought was interesting is how she felt that by forgiving him, she would be portraying her betraying her daughter um in a way yeah, yeah. The memory yeah. did you guys ever feel that our Taj? um no i actually didn't um, i never felt that either i think maybe it's i i don't know i think um i didn't feel that way i, I never felt guilt from forgiving mm-hmm. in that way um, I think it's a personal thing, though. I think at the same time, it's you know everyone does it in their own time, or doesn't do it, you know, and that's the thing. But for me, it just felt like the right thing to do at that time. Terrell, did you ever forgive or try you to know, forgive? I I don't think I really focus and think about the actions and everything because I don't want to go there. So I never really got into that place. Yeah. Um, but I do remember going to one of the um, going. Where was it? St. Louis, what is it? San Luis Obispo. Yes, I do remember. I, I think, think it was you. Um, before we before we went in there, you, you um, asked, "How are you guys going to feel if he if he gets out this time? Are you guys ready? Are you ready for that? Because it's it's a high chance that yeah. that would happen." Yep. Yeah. And um, I, I was I was. It's like you were saying earlier. I was okay with that. But then once you hear him start talking and saying all that, it's it's difficult because it's like you said earlier, it's danger to other families and didn't learn his lesson and there's no sympathy or anything. Yeah, there's a lot of arrogance. Yeah, I remember for the first couple of first couple of hearings, parole hearings, it was like I was younger, but I definitely wanted him the parole to get denied and I mm-hmm. wanted him to stay. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt. And I remember as I got older and as the parole hearings went, probably by the third or fourth one, it was more like, you know what? And I remember even saying this to, I don't know the proper term, but the, the mediator or the judge or whoever's determining the future of, of, of Don's. I remember saying to them and to the courtroom, basically, look, this is your decision. Um, you do this for a living. I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm telling you what I see. I don't know if he he should come out because not because I'm being selfish, but because I don't trust that he won't cause this pain for another family. And but it was really, I really for the first time felt like 
whatever decision is made wouldn't necessarily affect me. And then, you know, we have mom's sister and mom's side of the family and some of mom's good friends who go as well. And I see, and I could be wrong because I don't talk to them about this, but I see such relief when he's when he's denied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting to me. I think I think it's partly because of the sympathy. Yeah. He doesn't apologize, and and I'm just thinking it's like one of the reasons why he wanted to get out was also you mentioned like he I think is a granddaughter now. Yeah. And how he wants to spend time with her and yeah. this and that, and you're sitting there. You don't have that opportunity. Mom doesn't have the chance to sit with Jojo or, or Adrian or Bryce yeah. or, you know, Dee Dee. And, and you kind of don't, you don't want him to experience that happiness because you don't get to experience that. But it would be different if there was sympathy, I think. Yeah. 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 Well. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So I just and joined in. Oh, we're going to, our first phone call. Todd's looking at me. Yeah, what is this? Amateur hour? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's our first phone call. I just let them in at the drop of a dime wow. without introducing. I was going to say. Who yeah, do we have on the line? Well, it's Gigi Taylor calling. What's going on, Gigi? Hey, Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Hi there. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm trying to be courageous right now. All right. For the Thank young you. women yes. out there. To me, it's very important. Gigi? And you're talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so uh, me as a survivor of domestic violence, I'm kind of shaken right now, but I don't know. I remember my older son telling me last week that um, if I could ever get a chance to share my story, to try to do so. I don't need to share the whole story because I don't have a lot of time, but as far as forgiveness, that's definitely relevant to mm. my story or my mm. past. Mm. Wow. Um and for- so I had to forgive my former spouse. I was married for 15 years. And uh, G- she's an abuser. Gigi, let me ask you, what, what was the, did it, did someone encourage you to forgive? Where did you find the, the idea? The strength, yeah. The idea and then ultimately the strength to forgive. Okay, so for me, and I don't want to offend anyone, I hope I'm not, but um, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. So I'm saved and um, for me, it was just knowing that God wanted me to forgive. It's in mm-hmm. the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus forgave. Mm-hmm. That's my Lord and Savior. But for me, when I prayed, I, I didn't know how to forgive. I didn't want to forgive. I was angry. I hated my husband, mm-hmm. now my former husband, mm-hmm. for what he did to me. In, in front of our children. I had two boys. Mm. Uh, at that time, they were minor children. They are now 27 and uh, 21. Mm-hmm. Wow. But they, my older child witnessed it, one incident, and they heard, obviously, they heard. So I didn't know how to forgive. So for me, it was praying and asking, Lord, please show me. I, I have hate in my heart. And I'm all these things. And over time, for me, just honestly, I just felt like the Lord changed my heart. My heart was changed. Mm -hmm. So I had come to forgive him, but also knowing that I can still hate and be angry, not with him or hate him, but his actions. It is okay to hate. You can hate something that is wrong. 
but I don't hate him. I heard Taj say that um, uh, he feels sorry for the man that, I'm sorry, murdered your mother. Yeah. I hate to say it that yeah. way, but I have an empathy with your mother because I heard T, I'm sorry, let me back up. I heard TJ say, I think it was the first mm-hmm. episode of this radio show or podcast that he beat your mom to her death. Yeah. Yeah. That's domestic violence. Mm-hmm. When I met you, TJ, when we had lunch, we spoke about that. I said, yeah. do you acknowledge that your mother was a victim of domestic violence? Yes, she was. Yeah. It makes, I'm so shaken right now, but what I'm saying is, is that when Taj said that uh, he felt, I think you said sorry for him or like you felt bad for him because, you know, he can't admit. That's exactly how I feel towards my former spouse. Yeah. He, a little different, I feel sad for him. But he knows what he's a little different. He's uh, my situation. He knows what he did. He's not sorry for it. He's arrogant and he's in law enforcement. He's a veteran. He's a deputy sheriff. I'm being courageous now even talking about this because it's scary. But I know that he's not listening to this show. So there's no way he knows 3T. Uh, You know, no, not going to be funny, but you know what I mean. But I just want to share my story i've been wanting to share this i've been kind of scared i'm glad um i'm able to call in because it's very important for the even those women who are older like myself or even the younger women that um if you're in a domestic violence situation or you don't know the signs there's plenty of information on the internet to get help do but uh, as far you, as this show is concerned, I'm you, talking way too much. No, it's okay. Real anyways. quick, yeah. do you is there a website or a phone number that helped you? Real quick, that you know off the top of your head, and I, and no, I, I I was trying to be prepared before I called in because this is so important to me more than, and I'm just so shaken, and I'm so okay. sorry. This is like a whim that it's I okay. called in. Thank you for doing this. It's just I wasn't going to call in. I'm really being courageous right now. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> no. no. So, um, for, well, Gigi, first of all, thank you, and and I'm happy. Our very first phone call was from you. You've been a supporter. Really? Of, yeah, you've been oh, a supporter. Okay. Of, I feel like I'm on the nerves all the time. I'm trying not to like comment because I'm like, wow, you know, so many. No, well, you're people you, out there. You've always supported us three, and and I have to say that you know when I did started the Alzheimer's Walk last year, you were the first team member or team leader for us, and you you helped raise a lot of money for it. And um, I and I you, did that this year too. Yeah, I know. So you're always supporting, and and I and I want to thank you. You know, I always thank you, but thank I'm you. thanking you on the show as well for all your support. Um, but so, uh, can I ask? I don't want to keep. Is there more calls? But I just want to say that. Um, and I ask it. I ask it very humbly. I don't want to uh, bring up any feelings or, or no, come okay. across uh, mean or anything. But do you do you guys, Terrell and Taj? I asked you this, TJ. Do you acknowledge that your mother what? was a victim of domestic violence? And that's mm-hmm. kind of important in forgiving. I don't know. I don't know how to say it without no, uh, definitely. bringing up anything. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, we know we know what happened to her, and she's definitely mm-hmm. a victim of that. Yeah, same here. Uh, and um, okay, especially uh, since we had to go through the trial as well and and the picture that was painted you know because Mm. you know was very graphic in that way that there's no denying Mm -hmm. it you know in terms of the night that it happened um you know and so yeah definitely Mm. do acknowledge it 
Um, okay. Well, Gigi, our phone so. is is blowing up, so we're gonna try to get to a yeah. couple more of these uh, you, these yeah, phone calls. Yeah, thank you for but being our first. Thank you caller. so much for all your support. Really. Thank you, and I love you guys, and God bless you guys. We love you too. God bless you too. All right, so I I did the same thing I did the first time and just added a phone call. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is a little bit amateur hour. So we have someone else on the line. Already? Already. We're, we're moving it along. Who do we have on the phone? Um, Sequoia. Sequoia. How are you? How are you, Sequoia? I'm fine. What a little are, nervous. You Don't sound be like, nervous. You sound like you're Don't smiling. Be, yeah, you sound like you're smiling. <laughs> I am. What's going on, um, Sequoia? Um, I kind of wanted to share my story and on forgiveness. Mm. Um, it kind of started when I first moved to Virginia. The kids was teasing me for being dark skinned and being the only one without a perm. And then in middle school, it kept getting worse. And I would tell my family about it. And they just made it worse. Like they just started teasing me on my clothes and my family always made me feel bad for gaining weight. And it got to the point where I actually tried to kill myself. Mm. And, but in high school, I mean, that's when I really found God and I didn't want to be angry anymore. So I noticed all this angry and all this hurt that was holding on was weighing me down so I started praying for myself my grandmother was definitely a woman of God and she always taught us everything about the Bible and Mm -hmm. about God and about prayer so first I started asking God to help remove the anger and the hurt I have for people and especially my family and then as I noticed, the pain was going away. Wow. No one asked for forgiveness at all. But I realized, well, I'm just going to forgive you anyway. Because if I don't forgive you, then they're going to have all the power over That's me. That's right. That's very like, true. So, Koya, how, how old were you when you realized that? I was actually 15. Wow. Wow. Wow, and and and, I, was that all from pretty much your grandmother's teaching of of religion, or her stressing the importance of of having a strong spiritual base? Yeah, she is like the matriarch of the family. Like same with she us. Was yeah, my second mother. Same yeah, with that's us. A, that's a very common theme. I'm I'm finding is that spiritual backing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for for forgiveness and. and you know, um, from what I'm seeing on the Twitters too, that's you know a lot of people are saying about either spiritual backing or or church going to church or something like that. You know, um, uh, I think everyone can you know find that spiritual you know thing somewhere, but it it is a common theme. And and Sequoia, thank you so much for your call. Thank you for sharing your story yeah, with thank us. Thank you for and, being and strong thanks. enough and courageous enough. And, to call. and it, I know it's not easy, um, but just know for anyone who's calling including you Sequoia of course you're helping others you know because mm-hmm. this is um, it's not easy to talk about and we talked about it in an earlier show 
I think it's something that needs to be talked about. We, we Our society always celebrates winning. We, we watch parades when people win. We watch championship celebrations. But we don't ever see the losing side, and losing's part of life. Um, no one wants to lose. No one aims to lose. But it's something that usually when there's a winner, there's a loser. And the better equipped you are to, to deal with your losses in life, the better and more fulfilling your life will be. And you, by you sharing your story, um, you're helping people uh, you know, be equipped with it. So thank you, Sequoia. Also, I think you're empowering other people, mm-hmm. too, So and people see that. So it's kind of a weight off your um, shoulder in a same way, and, and you get strength from it. And something that she said that I thought was so dead on was the fact that she had to forgive them. You know what I mean? Even though they were still... Yeah. You know, doing their dumb things. She had to be the bigger person and forgive yeah. them. And it's kind of like what we were saying in the parole hearing. It's like right. we have to forgive him, even to though he's showing person. no remorse and, you know, just bad mouthing our mother. It, it takes a lot of strength to do it. And again, I like I said, it's something I, I just started doing as an adult, as an older person. For you to be doing that at 15 is, is amazing. So I, hats well, off to you. Steve. Yeah, I think in general, you know, as human beings, it's easier to love than to hate. And like hate takes energy. Yeah. And, it ta- and that's a thing. And for me, you know, that that is what I realized. And, and, and that's a thing. It's like you're you're taking so much energy that you could be putting somewhere else by hating someone. And if you, you know, love should come naturally. So we, we're going to take another phone call. We have a lot. So I'm, I'm going to get through these. Who do we have? Hello? Who do we have the pleasure to speaking to? Who is this? Oh, my God. My name is Tiffany. How oh, are you, Tiffany, Tiffany? How are you? I'm doing fine. How are y'all? <laughs> good, good. We are doing good. <laughs> How's your day going? It's going. It's it's fantastic now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you? I'm such a fan of three T. Oh my god, this is like a dream come true. Cool, cool. Um, what do you have for us regarding I'm, forgiveness? Um, you just got done talking to my friend Sequoia. <laughs> um, we're buddies on Twitter. I love it. And um, so, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Texas. Okay, so Sequoia was in Virginia. So you guys know each other through social media, through Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, you're just pulling all the Southern girls today. Okay, no, it's cool. (laughs) It's cool. Um, I wanted to like add on to what she was saying as far as being bullied, because like my middle school years were just, you know, AC double bendy straws. It was just absolutely horrific for me because I was overweight. I had glasses. I glowed up considerably, but, mm. um, you know, I just know what it is like to have people comment on your appearance, people you don't even know. And it was, it was, there were strangers being mean to me. And it's taken me a long time to even begin the forgiveness process because, you know, it really is awful when people are treating you like you're subhuman or something. Now, now be truthful. Were you able to forgive at a young age and go through that process like Sequoia was? Well, I'm 30. I guess it took me until I was about maybe 20. Yeah. Because so, yeah. middle school was awful, but high school was so much better. I had, you know, friends who were nice to me, people who were kind to me. I had your music to help me out. And, yeah. you know, you were you also positive. You were always such a positive force in my life. And, you know, I always share you with my friends, and all my friends are, like, fans, too. So. Awesome. You know, awesome. you have a message a message of positivity. You have to. The yeah, world gets you. enough negativity. We have to do this. 
Um, question for you. What was some of the advice? I know that's not really... Actually, we could pertain it to this. But what was some of the advice some people were giving you in middle school when you're going through your rough times? It was basically my mother. I lost my mother in 2008 to diabetes, unfortunately. Mm. But, you know, she was just like, you can't live for them. You have to live for yourself. And, you know, you should have pride in yourself and be happy that you're, you know, that you're Tiffany and that you're you and there's nobody else in this world like you. And, mm. you know, awesome. you're unique for a reason. Wow. And, you know, everybody has their own special strong points and talents and everything. And, you, and that you really that. has you carried that with me. you, right? When when she was gone, yes. you still carried that with you. Yeah, that's that's very similar to what we do as well with our mom. You know that what they teach us. Is, and it, I am so sorry about that. I really am. No. I'm so sorry about that. No. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for the phone call. And thank you for supporting is us as well. Is this TJ or is it Carol? Take a guess. Okay. <laughs> What do you, you all sound alike, like through my phone. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people used to think we were just one singer. You know, I think you may know that, but people used to think they couldn't believe Three T was actually three different people. Um, but yeah, we're, our phone is still blowing up, Tiffany. So we're going to try to get to some of these phone calls. Okay. That was TJ, by the way. All right, thank you. I love you all so much. Thank <laughs> you. Love you too. Thanks, Tiffany. I, before we take a Bye-bye. phone call, I, um, there is a national uh, domestic violence hotline. Todd's doing his earnings. Actually, his... I'm not. I'm doing my Twitter job. <laughs> I was <laughs> I told to what say. it was. You but I did look it up af- after as what, well. What so is... there's two numbers. There's uh, 1-800-799-7233. Okay. And what organization is this? The this same? is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Okay. And one more time, the number? Uh, 1-800-799-7233. And for anyone that is suffering from, from domestic violence, please call that number. What's, what does TTY mean? When it's Talk to you later, right? No, but okay. in parentheses, it's, there's a num- number. I'll even give the other number as well, just in case. It's 1-800-787-3224. I think that's for hearing impaired? Maybe. Okay. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure, though. Okay. Uh, well, so, so our phone is going a little crazy wow which is a good thing that means everyone's into it and 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 being part of it so again thank you because like we always say around here is that this isn't uh (laughs) this can't work without everyone's involvement and you guys participating and and another thing i want to branch into real quick before we get back to forgiveness is a lot of people who can't really spend any money or funds to help support ddjf there's a free way to really support it and that's simply to retweet DDJF. That's to tell your friends about it and to just bring more awareness to it. Like we said, um, it's, it's talking about loss is not a popular thing, um, but it's a necessary thing. So please spread the word. Um, Taj, with that, I'm going to give you let you talk about our handles and our website and all sure, that information. Sure, of course. Uh, Twitter, it's at DDJ Foundation. Facebook, it's D-E-E-D-E-E, Jackson Foundation. Instagram, it's at D-E-E-D-E-E, Jackson Foundation. And the website is www.ddjf.org. So we got several phone calls. Um, I'm just going to pick one. Uh, this one looks from it's international, so let's do this. Who do we have the pleasure to talk to? Hello. Hi, you're speaking to Faz. Hey, hello. How are you? I'm good, and you? Good. You have, we have about... Yeah, I'm calling two- on here. I'm, 
We have okay, about. I'm calling all the way from South Africa. Ooh, wow. South Africa. A place <laughs> from Cape Town. I've never been, but I'm crazy yeah. to get to. Uh, how are you, by the sure. way? Good. I'm good. Thanks, man. But the, the um, network is just a bit bad, though. I'm sorry. Did you guys understand? I said the network, the signal is just a bit uh, oh, bad. Oh, oh okay. Do, is there anything you want to share with us yeah. regarding our topic of forgiveness? Yeah, um, domestic violence. I see you've always been talking about it, right? Yeah, the domestic yeah. violence, yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, can I go ahead? I'm sorry, I can't hear. Yeah. So, Fez, I'm sorry, we had to keep it moving because we couldn't understand. The connection is. The connection wasn't the, be- the best. Uh, we're going to take one more phone call. Who do we have the pleasure to talk to? Um, hi, this is uh, Lashana Brooks. I'm calling from Landover, Maryland. Hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? Oshana, right? Yeah, Lashana. Um, this is my first time listening to The Power of Love radio show, and forgive me how I am. My heart is beating out of my chest you, right now. You're doing um, just fine. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of all of you guys. I've been a fan since I was 16 years old. Well, thank you oh, for your support. Thank you. And I just want to talk about um, how everybody was talking about being bullied, and I have been a victim of bullying. And it started when I went through my first year of high school, and I'm, yes, like I said, I'm a plus size female, and it just really was the pain for me. And and I'm a big fan of your uncle, and I got picked on and teased just for that. Mm. And mm. one of my friends said, Lashana, you know what you need to do. And, you know, forgive them. But, you know, just just, just shove it off. Just shake it off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened, but as the years rolled by, I just embraced it. I started to sing. And that's when all the bullies that were bullying me came to encourage me. And they forgave me for Mm -hmm. all the stuff that they said and i said i'll forgive you but i will not forget what you have done to me wow wow so in in your case it was um music that helped you overcome Mm -hmm. um well thank you for the phone call by the way before we 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 rudely in uh end the call because we're coming up on the clock but really want to thank you for your support and thank you for saying yes and And just to let you know my sister from North Carolina, Beverly, she really loves you guys, and it would really mean a lot to her if you would send a shout-out to her, because she's <laughs> been a fan since she was just little. Shout-out to Beverly yes. from 3T. Thank you for all your support over the years. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, and keep up doing Thank the you. good work. Thank and you so much, much for your support. And much love to you, your family, and much respect to all of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Much Thank love. You. Thank you. So... I think the one thing we that we've learned, or not learned, but the one thing is, first of all, we have to do a show on bullying. I mean, that was yeah. three three out of the five phone calls were, a, were related uh, to bullying. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we've heard what you guys want. We're gonna we're gonna find someone to help with bullying. I have a couple of leads already. Of people. Oh, good. Yeah. I went to an anti-bullying. Did you? Yeah. Like when? Three weeks. Oh, ago. Oh yeah, you sure did. Well, the, let's go, uh, man. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you hold uh, it. Uh, connect. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I think it's important because p- th- that's the one good thing about our topic as in loss and grief is 
it, it covers so many things. People don't realize that from bullying to every little aspect deals with loss and grief, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's loss of control, whether it's loss of a family, there's so much angles of loss that, that lead to grief. Well, and also the power of love, you know, the whole idea of it is empowering you, you know, and um, through hope and, and, and love. And so that's the opposite of bullying in a way. And we want to, you know, equip you with those, with that. Those tools. Uh, yeah, the tool. I was going to say weapon, but it sounded really violent. <laughs> but I like tools better, Tara. You're welcome, Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read two more forgiveness quotes real quick. Holding on to anger. This is by Joan London. And if I'm saying these names wrong, you guys better correct me. We'll don't? forgive you. Yeah, <laughs> just correct me. Holding on to anger, resentment, and hurt only gives you tense muscles, a headache, and a sore jaw from clenching your teeth. Forgiveness gives you back the laughter and the lightness in your life. I like that one. I like mm-hmm. that one, too. Um, and I got to say, I'm going to read one more quote from someone that... Okay, first of all, I do do... TV personality classes and the one thing they teach me to do is to reveal and be authentic and it's something that's so anti how we were brought up is to have a filter <laughs> so I'm, I, my, my non-filter self is going to say this, uh, what I'm about to say I'm not a big fan of this guy's work not that he's negative not that the world loves him um, but I'm revealing something I just haven't caught on to what he's what the whole thing is about him um, Do we get to know who he is? Yeah, it's and I love. I I have nothing bad to say about the guy. It's just his work you I can't get into, work. and it's the Medea, Mister Medea, Mister Tyler Perry. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, his quote well, I love. Well, it's not him. It's, it's not it's him. It's, the, it's that I, series. It's just even the other. It's just not my thing. I get it for a, a, a sitcom, but or, you're not saying you don't like Tyler. No, Perry's he's. Work. I've, I've never met like him. That series. It's, yeah, I mean, I just don't. I haven't figured it out. I don't understand how you can make right. ten motion picture movies in theaters I just wanna, based off that just one clarify character. Clarify that we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. He's, I actually like. I. I, I, I should, can't I, figure I, that out, Todd. I know we're out of time, but I actually appreciate it because he's doing it himself. Oh, and and he's making, respect is a whole nother yeah, thing. Okay, Obviously, he's okay, got okay. all my respect, yeah. but I can't figure out how the he's, formula. The formula, and there's, I, I respect a, it because it's not easy. It. There's a market for it, but shouldn't it be like on 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 uh, an internet site or something like five minutes? How do you make a two-hour movie on that okay. over and over and over? Hey, it's He's working got his for him. So on the pulse. Exactly. But he says probably my favorite quote from out of all of them. So <laughs> I, t- I tip my hat off to you, Mr. Perry. And that is the most important thing that I learned in growing up is that forgiveness, forgiveness is something that when you do it, you free yourself to move on. And I think that's really strong and really good. And I think it wraps up our, yeah. our, our show on forgiveness. Um, so, but anyway, thank you for listening to this, this thank you for chapter the calls as well. of, of, of the Power of Love radio show. And like Tosh said, thank you for the calls. And um, that's pretty much it. We'll be back next Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, anything else, Terrell? No. So the theme of the, word, the day was forgiveness. forgiveness. Forgive. It's hard, but it, it actually helps you. Yeah. It, it helps, helps heal you. you. It's about you. So forgive, people. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors, including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the D.D. Jackson Foundation. DDJF is a nonprofit 501c3 organization.